Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach In Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to the Life Coach in Your Pocket podcast with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Listen, I'm really excited to bring you this content today on feeling more encouraged in your daily life. And there are several reasons why this content in particular was, I believe, placed on my heart and in my soul. And that is because there's a lot of things going on in our world right now that are discouraging. And I think it's only natural that if you spend time watching the news or scrolling social media, it's a matter of time before you start to feel discouraged. And I was in a situation where I was on a lunch date with a girlfriend and it started out totally positive and we were having a great time and we were just talking about the joys of our lives. And then one thing led to another and all of a sudden we're talking about the unrest in the world and we're talking about political unrest and we're talking about conspiracy theories and we're talking about the hurts and pains going on all around us and we're talking about worldwide sufferings taking place and I think there's nothing wrong with having these conversations I think if we're human and we're on planet earth we're gonna have types of conversations like this and to be honest I didn't really think anything of it other than a a fun lunch date with my girlfriend and I went home and that conversation started going on repeat in my head over and over and over. And I realized that I was starting to feel really discouraged about the darkness that I was seeing, about the hurts on the news that I was seeing, about the tragedies taking place, about everything that's going wrong. And um, that really put me in a dark place. And to be honest, I don't think I was really aware of my thought life going on after that conversation. And as much as I preach, be aware of your thoughts, be aware of your emotions, it starts with awareness. Hello, (laughs) we're human and we're going to slip into these moments or seasons in our life where we're not paying attention and we're not aware. So after several days, I started to feel really down like really, really down. And I'm like texting friends and I'm saying, hey, can you pray for me? Like I'm feeling really down and hey, maybe it's hormones. Maybe it's that I need more sleep. Maybe I need better nutrition, but I'm just not feeling good. And I have really, really great friends. I'm really blessed. And the love and the encouragement started to pour in and people started to be there for me. And I had one friend that called me and said, hey, I want to talk with you. I want to find out what's going on. And we had a really great conversation where I shared very honestly, I think, you know, I think it all stems back from I had this lunch date and it seemed like it was a great thing. And then I went home and I just haven't been able to shut off my brain. And I've been thinking about 
darkness and I've been thinking about tragedies and I've been thinking about the global hurts and pains going on in the world and I'm discouraged. And my friend was really good at just listening and being there for me and validating my emotions and she prayed with me and then she gave me some words of encouragement and I really left that conversation feeling like a weight had been lifted off. And I started reflecting on, you know, what is discouragement? How does it happen? What is encouragement? How does it happen? And if we're in a place of discouragement, what do we do? What are the actual tangible steps that we can take to start feeling better? And so that's what this podcast came from. It came from a personal experience that I had in my personal life just the last few weeks and me kind of, well, not just alone, but with others kind of digging myself out of that hole, finding encouragement and then saying, I've got to be able to put this into a podcast. So today I'm going to bring you nine tips for finding encouragement in discouraging times. So the first thing I want to let you know is that I looked at a lot of different definitions of discouragement to find one that I thought would bring an aha. Because I think we all have in our own head a definition of discouragement, some sort of understanding about what that means for us personally. Yet I found this definition to be extremely powerful and it says essentially discouragement is when you lose your confidence in something when you lose your confidence in something well what I find interesting is that then when we apply that to ourselves it's looking at where have I lost confidence and that's what we're going to talk about with the first tip is discovering exactly where you have lost your confidence And there's a reason why I'm saying where have you lost it and not in what have you lost it. And I'm going to explain that in just a second. It's going to make complete and perfect sense why I'm saying where have you lost it. Because I don't even mean within yourself maybe. Although that is possibly some place that you've lost it. It's not the only option. So let's break this down. So in NLP, in Neuro Linguistic Programming, there is something called chunk size. And what this basically describes in neurolinguistics is that chunk size can denote where we are focusing. So I'll give you an example. Some people prefer to think in big picture concepts, okay? Other people prefer to get into the nitty gritty of the details. Now both serve us. Big picture concepts serve And also, details serve. We need both, right? When you're planning a wedding, it's important to know big picture concepts like theme and color scheme. Those would be big picture. Small details would be, okay, these are the colors. How specifically are we going to put it into the details? If the colors are cream and lavender, do we want mostly cream with lavender accents or mostly lavender with cream accents? These would be detail-specific questions. Okay, I have a point to this, I promise. Well, there are several different chunk sizes when it comes to where we might be feeling discouraged. We might be feeling discouragement at the global level. For example, what's going on around the globe is discouraging me. Okay, does that make sense? So examples of this would be international wars are discouraging me or famine in a third world country that I'm not in is discouraging to me. This would be feeling discouragement at the global level. 
Well, there are essentially five different levels, five different chunk size levels in which we might be feeling discouraged or we might be feeling that we've lost our confidence. So we might be feeling we've lost our confidence globally or nationally or within our community or within our family or within ourself. Well, tip number one is to know at which chunk size level you're feeling discouraged. Because if you aren't aware of where you're feeling the discouragement, you can't focus your energy anywhere to support you. So let's just say, for argument's sake, I wake up one day and I just say, I feel discouraged. Why? I don't know why. Well, that's the problem. So the first thing is to identify, am I feeling discouraged about what's going on in the world? Am I feeling discouraged about what's going on in my nation? Am I feeling discouraged about what's going on in one of the communities that I belong to? Am I feeling discouraged about what's going on in my family? Or am I discouraged with something that's going on within myself? So first we have to identify where is the discouragement? Because if I don't know where it is, I can't help myself, right? So you might be feeling discouraged in multiple places and that is okay. Yeah, tip number one is where am I feeling discouraged? Let's identify that. So then I can decide I either want to focus somewhere else or I want to focus on the problem. Tip number two is decide which chunk size level would be most appropriate for me to focus on. Where is it most important that I spend my mental energy? Now I'm wording it this way for a reason. Because if your discouragement is coming from a chunk size level that you can do absolutely nothing about, then my advice for you would would be to focus on a different chunk size level. Okay, let me give you an example where this would be the case. If you're feeling absolutely, totally discouraged about something going on in another country that you are powerless to do anything about, then it doesn't make sense for you to spend your mental energy there. Now, there are going to be times when you can do something about it. And if you are mentally, physically, and spiritually in a place where you have the strength and the resources to do something, then absolutely, by all means, do something. Yet, if you are in a place of absolute paralysis about this problem, then you know what? It's not the season for you to step in and do anything. It is a season for you to get encouragement and to focus your energy elsewhere so you can be strengthened and in the future you may be able to do something. So if I'm focusing on problems going on in the world that I am not equipped to support with mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, it's just not the season for me to do something, then I need to recognize this within myself and I need to shift my focus somewhere else. You know, one scripture verse that has really meant a lot to me over the years is Philippians 4, 8. And it says, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And there is so much wisdom packed into this one sentence If we focus our mind on things that are lovely and pure and excellent, we are going to feel encouraged. 
if we focus on pain and problems and tragedies that we can do nothing about, we are going to feel discouraged. So tip one is to know where you're feeling discouraged. And tip two is really bring a lot of discernment. Can I do something about this situation? What would I like to do about this situation? And if the answer is I can't do anything about it or I'm not in a place to do anything about it, then it's time to focus my energy on good things or other problems in other areas of my life that I absolutely can do something about. Tip number two, where would be the most appropriate for me to focus my energy? Okay, now at this time, I want to bring you tip number three, which is going to be really supportive to you. And it is to know that things are not as bad as they appear. Know that things are not as bad as they appear. Evil and darkness and tragedies have a way of making themselves seem massive. They make themselves seem like these huge monsters that have all control over everything. And fear is a very, very powerful emotion that can seem larger than life. So when the media knows this and they know that fear has this really weird way of both being weirdly appealing to people and sucking them into the news story and the latest having to know what's going on and having to be updated on everything. It's also, let's be honest, a method for control. Because if I'm in terror, if I'm in constant fear, I don't know what to do. And I'm going to keep coming back for more information and more information and more information. And fear sells. If it didn't, the media would be out of business tomorrow and horror films would not be a billion dollar a year industry. So although this isn't meant to be a political podcast, I think it's imperative to tell the truth. And the truth is that fear sells, fear controls, and fear manipulates the people. That's what fear does. So let's take that as just a face value fact and say, hmm, okay, well, if fear is the thing that sells, then what is the media going to report on all day, every day? They're going to report on what sells. They're going to report on tragedy. They're going to report on fear. They're going to report on what's going wrong in the world. So why might this be good news? Why might this be encouraging? Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because there is so much love and light and positivity and helping hands and people getting healed and people being set free and people coming to know truth and people turning from their wicked ways and people changing every single day. There is hope and there are things happening behind the scenes that we are not aware of, that we don't see because it's not being reported on, it's not being shouted from the rooftops. And goodness has a way of working quietly. Love has a humility about it. When we love people, we don't typically go shouting out about it. We don't typically go posting it all over online. And I've noticed that when people do share positivity online or they do share things that they do in love for other people online, do you know what happens? They get criticized for sharing it publicly. 
And I don't need to go off on a tangent about whether or not that's right or wrong to criticize people for doing things publicly in love. But I am here to say that it is happening and it is happening every single day. And what are we choosing to focus on? Well, it's easier to focus on the tragedy. It's easier to focus on the pain. It's easier to focus on the discouragement because it's so prevalent and it's in our face and it's the thing that sells. When encouragement and love and light are actually more powerful, but love has a way of working quietly. So please know that and be encouraged to know that things are not as bad as they appear. Lightness will win out in the end. Goodness will win out in the end. Laughter and joy and love and good things are happening all around us all the time. We just might not be aware yet. So this brings me to tip number four, which is to meditate on good things. Now in tip number two, I said, focus on the appropriate chunk size level. Know which one would be the most appropriate to focus on. Meaning if I can focus on my community and that is going to allow me to either solve problems or bring me more joy, then that's where I'm going to focus. Well, tip number four is more specifically meditate on good things. Whether those good things be taking place globally, those good things might be taking place in your nation, those good things might be taking place in your community, in your family, around you, or within yourself. What specifically can you be thankful for today? What specifically can you be joyful about today? Meditate on the things that you have in your life that allow you to feel blessed and feel abundant and feel loved. I know for me, sometimes even after I just list three things, I already feel so much better within my soul. If I start listing the things that I have to be thankful for, suddenly I'm like, oh my gosh, the list is never ending. And sometimes it just starts with three things. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have food. And then I'm like, wow, my life is pretty great actually. I'm doing better than I think I'm doing. And so are you. So what are the things in your life that you are thankful for right now today? Allow some things to come to mind and focus on those things. Meditate on those things, those good things that bring you gratitude and joy. Now, tip number five might sound weird to some of you, and that's okay. I'm going to tell you anyway, because this tip works. And that is to command your soul within you. You literally talk to your soul and you say, be encouraged, be hopeful, put your hope and your faith and your trust in God. He's got you. He's got the whole world. There's literally nothing that he cannot do. So where the boundary of my strength and the boundary of my control end, guess what? The boundary of his strength and the boundary of his control continues. God is up to something good. Even if I can't see it, even if I don't know what it is, I believe that. And when you start to say these things to your soul, when you start to tell your soul, 
Look up. Be encouraged. Put your hope and your faith and your trust in God. Guess what? Your soul actually listens to you. You can absolutely control your mood. You can absolutely control your state. You just have to remember that. Remind yourself that everything is going to be okay, that you're feeling okay. Okay, let's move to tip number six, which is ask for support. Be open, be honest with what you're going through. When I was feeling discouraged, I did not pull myself up out of that pit by myself. I called people. I said, I'm not doing okay. This is what's going on with me. I'm feeling discouraged. Not one single person met that with judgment. Not one single person was like, oh, you're feeling discouraged? That's so weird. Every single person said to me, that makes so much sense. There's a lot going on right now. You've been carrying the burden of a lot of people. There's a lot of things. Let's talk about it. Let me be there for you. How can I support you? And you know, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot for people to do in order to support me other than to just be there and just listen and tell me it's okay that I'm feeling that way. And your friends, as long as they're safe people, and you know in your intuition who are the safe, healthy people in your life, when you open up to those people, they will absolutely embrace you and they will love on you and they will support you and they will pray for you or whatever their version of that is in their spiritual walk. They will want to support you in whatever way they can because they're your friends. Now, there are other types of personalities that aren't going to be there for you or they're going to turn it, the conversation and make it about themselves and about how they're going to one-up you or whatever. And th- you know who those people are. So don't go to those people. Go to the people that you know are going to say, how can I help? What can I do? Those are the people that you want to be honest with and be open with and tell them. Because as soon as you do, you now have a spotter. Just like at the gym. When you go and you go to lift weight that's too heavy and you can't do it on your own and you call in a spotter, that spotter is going to help lift that weight up off of you. It's the same with burden bearers. Burden bearers are the people that you call when you say, my load is too heavy. Help me out. And sometimes helping you out is just a matter of a conversation and loving on you. So give it a try. I promise you will feel better. Okay, these last tips are really easy. Number seven is get out in nature. Get some sunlight. Your body was designed to be in nature and to absorb sunlight, to get vitamin D, and to walk and breathe the fresh air. Turn off the news. Turn off the social media. Turn off the things that are inundating you with bad news. Go out and be in nature. Connect with the earth. Connect with being grounded again. And that will do a lot for you, not only physically because of the sunlight and the vitamin D and the microbes in the air, but also for your spiritual and mental health as well. So go outside, literally go for a hike, get in nature, feel that sunlight, be one with the animals and the noises of the birds, just breathe it in because you were meant to be a part of nature. And when you get out there and you remind yourself of that, you're going to feel so much better. Which brings me to tip number eight. Tip number eight is really easy. And how often do we skip it? And it is happy music. 
Listen to happy music. Your brain on music, oh my gosh, if you just Google search your brain on music and you look at the images, it is crazy how influential music is on your brain, on your neurology, on your mood. Now we can totally be in control of this. If you are going to listen to sad music, guess what? You're going to feel sad. If you're going to listen to angry music, guess what? You're going to feel angry or you're at least going to feel that heated charge within you. And there might be a time and a place for that in your life. But if you're going through a time of feeling really discouraged, it's time to listen to music from back in the day when you were carefree. Back in the times in your life where you felt so happy. Go back and listen to those songs because that happiness is anchored in your body. It's anchored in the neurology of your brain. That sound is going to take you back to a time in your life where you were carefree and you were happy and you were joyful. Listen to those songs. I don't care how old these songs are. I don't care how dorky they are. I don't care how corny the music is. Just listen to it. Be dorky. Go back and listen to the stuff that you loved in junior high and high school. As long as that was a good time in your life, you're going to be taken back to that time and place where you felt happy. So put yourself together a dorky old playlist of songs that you love to rock out to and listen to it. And then this brings me to tip number nine, which is our last tip of the day. Make time for pure joy. Make time for pure joy. I'm going to explain what this is and how to do it. And this is my last tip for you for today. Make time for pure joy means whatever pure joy is for you. For some of you, that's going to be yoga. Like yoga is the thing that brings you pure joy. Make an hour for that every single week. I have a lot of things that bring me pure joy. And sometimes they get put on the back burner, right? They get put on a shelf and I forget about them. And then I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, I need more happiness. I need encouragement. I need joy. Oh yeah. Let's take time for the things in my life that bring me pure joy. So for me, ice skating is pure joy. When I step out onto that ice rink, There's no other junk size levels. There's no globe. There's no nation. There's no community. There's no family. There's not really even me. I'm outside of my head. I'm just in the sport. I'm in flow. I'm loving it. There's no problems because there's no time for problems. And I feel amazing. And all of my focus and energy goes into my physicality. That's pure joy for me. Another thing that I have in my life that is pure joy for me is painting. I love painting. I'm not very good. I don't care to sell my art anywhere. It's not really about the production or the product. It's just the process for me of painting is pure joy. I also love to write poetry. I absolutely love it. It brings me so much joy. Even if the poems that I'm writing are kind of dark or sad, by the end of it, I've had so much fun doing this thing that I feel happy inside. I can't help it. What is that thing for you? What is that activity that brings you pure joy, that lights you up? Did you put it on a shelf somewhere and forget about it? Have you put it on the back burner? Take it out. 
dust it off. Let's revisit that. Because if you can start adding that into your life one hour a week, I guarantee you're going to be a happier version of yourself. And a happier version of yourself means happier people around you. Okay, so let's review the nine tips for a more encouraged life. Number one, know where you're feeling discouraged. So that number two, you can know if you want to focus on that place or if you want to focus somewhere else. Number three, know that things are not always as they appear. Joy is going to win out. Love is going to win out. Positivity is happening all around us all the time. Even if we're not aware of it, please know that things are going on behind the scenes that you're not aware of that are bringing more love and more light and more hope to this planet. Tip number four is to meditate on good things. Set your mind on things that are lovely and happy and pure and good and that bring you joy. Share those cat videos. Share those baby videos. Do it. Spread light and meditate on things that are happy. Tip number five, command your soul within you. Be hopeful. Put your faith and your trust and your hope in God because he's the one that's in control. And where my boundaries are, his extend beyond and everything's going to be okay. Number six, ask for support. Be honest and be open with the safe people in your life. So you can call in burden bearers to help you. Tip number seven, get out in sunlight and nature. Walk around, breathe in the air, listen to the animals. Be present, be grounded. Number eight, listen to the music in your life that takes you back to happier times. And tip number nine, make time for pure joy in your life. I want to leave you with this, friend. You are not alone. In the times in your life when you feel alone, you are not. You are one phone call away. You are one friend away. If that person is me, I am glad to be that person in your life. I care about you. If I didn't, I wouldn't be spending my time making this podcast just for you. I care. I love you. And I want you to know that. I believe in you. I know that whatever you're facing in life, you can handle it. You absolutely can get through to the other side. And sometimes our darkest moments set us up to be the loudest voices to carry the torch for other people, for other purposes we don't even know about yet in this time in our life. I'll never forget this metaphor that was given to me over 10 years ago by a friend who dearly, dearly loved me and I was going through a tough time. And she gave me this metaphor and it meant so much to me. And she said, all you can see right now is the brown thread in the tapestry of your life. That's all you can see. And you're just looking around going, what is with this muck? What is with this brown? I don't like it. It's not beautiful. This is yuck. She said, but you can't see the final picture. You're not given the final piece of art. And it's going to be gorgeous and it's going to be beautiful. And this brown spot is going to make perfect and complete sense in the harmony that is the rest of the picture and the rest of your life. 
And you know what? She said that to me 10 years ago, and I still remember it. And she was spot on. That time in my life when I was going through what I call a shit storm, I couldn't understand. I didn't know why I was going through that. I didn't see the other side. It didn't make any sense to me. And now I look back and I say, I'm so thankful that I went through that season. I understand completely now. I see in full what I only saw in part at the time. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're in a season like that in your life, please hear this metaphor and know that everything is coming together. It's all going to make sense when you're able to see the big picture. So hang in there and apply these nine tips. You're going to be okay, my friend. I believe it. Remember, life is a journey and you are the one in the driver's seat. Take your power back. Take control back over your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. Have a fantastic week. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.